0: Center. Hope 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 Center is love. We'll say, guys, I am so excited about today what God has been ministering to us even into the wee hours of last night. Um, this is going to be different. We know you guys are used to a lot of love talks around this time and romance and all of the goo-goo gaga stuff. But the spirit of God has really led us to speak directly to, um, the, the topic of godly relationships, doing relationships, God's. Way, So today what we're going to do is spend our time differentiating between the concept of what modern dating and relationships look like versus what biblical dating and relationships are supposed to look like. And so we're hoping that today you're going to walk away with a full understanding of how you can have a successful, happy, godly relationship and marriage with your partner. And I want to say this, the glory be to God, I want to say this. There are people that have already gone through the experiences for you. Wisdom, people who are wise, don't go and commit the same mistakes. Smart people make mistakes and they learn from them. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. So I am praying that here at Hope Center, I'm praying that Hope Center would be a church. There's no coincidence that we have a lot of young people in our our ministry. I am praying that this would be a church that, that sets a standard for what godly relationships are supposed to look like. And that you all would learn from the mistakes that we have made and apply wisdom so that you don't have to walk down the same path that many of us have walked. And that you can enter relationships God's way and not look back 15 years later and lament that you got stuck with somebody because you were too in love, you were uh, emotionally or soulfully tied and you did not have the ability or the strength or the courage to walk out. But making that five minute decision to say no to something that you know is not good for you can cause a lifetime of happiness and success committed to the right person that is good for you. Versus staying in something that is not good for you just because it's comfortable will cause you a lifetime of regret, heartache, and headache. And so our, our, our mission today is to help you avoid that. And that if you're already in a relationship, our hope is that you could take something, apply it, and learn. Because God does have the ability to redeem But the idea here is that if you have an opportunity to make the right decisions now, do it now. Don't wait to be stuck in something and then have to make decisions later. God will redeem, but I say this all the time. God has grace to redeem, but there will always, always be consequences to your decisions. A father will always extend love and grace, but he will always put consequences to our decisions. So while God can redeem and and extend grace, you have an opportunity today, if you're not married, to evaluate your relationships. And if you are married, you have the opportunity to pray, God, redeem what I currently have, so that it looks and points, it looks like you and points people back to you.
1: Amen. Y'all ready to go in? Let's go, let's go, let's go there. Watch this, nothing, let's go there. Yeah, go ahead. You so, know what? Are we situated? Is this, are we? I was situated. Are right? we situated the right way here? Are we good?
0: Yeah, we're good, baby. Come on. Don't it's worry. Don't worry. We're
1: live. Fast. Come on, come on. Get us together here. <laughs> yeah, I know we flow in the spirit. Come on now. Oh
0: yeah, that's better. So go. I can, you know, see you All I right. like this. Okay. You need to push me back too?
1: There you go. Get Pastor Fran oh, right. Oh
0: yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Pastor Ruiz. <laughs>
1: there we go. Can we celebrate God for our incredible team? Come on, let's celebrate God. Can we celebrate God for our incredible worship team? Our entire hope force goes those behind the camera, I absolutely love these people. These are the real MVPs, they get it done and they love God, they love this ministry and I'm so thankful for them on this day. On this Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's, I love you all, I love you all, all right? Watch this. Nothing causes people more headaches and heartaches and watch this trauma than being in the wrong relationship. Mm.
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> in all the years of ministry, I've, my God, I, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start <laughs> hucking and bucking up in here. <laughs> in all the years I've been in ministry, there is nothing more challenging, complicated, and more prayers of deliverance that I have to pray. There's nothing that causes those types of prayers more than somebody who has been entangled in the wrong relationship. But here is the reality, it does not have to be this way for the people of God. Can I speak to the believers for a moment, and for those who are not believers, I'm so glad that you hear my prayer is that you will get saved. If you realize who Jesus was, if I were you, I would get saved today (laughs) because his love is like none other. But let me, I'll talk about more about that later. Here it is, nothing causes more headaches and heartaches than being in the wrong relationship. And the reality is for uh, the life of a believer, we have the source of the Word of God. God, which is a manual, which is our GPS. That's what a GPS, it is God's positioning system. Whenever we need correction, whenever we need direction, whenever we need guidance, whenever we need light in the midst of darkness, whenever we need, we need counsel, we can always lean and depend on the written Logos word of God, which has been established for you and I to to not go in life without counsel, to not go in life without advice. To not go in life blindly. So here it is. We have the word of God and we have the Holy Spirit. That's
0: right. right.
1: So that should tell us if we have the Word of God and now we have the Holy Spirit, that you and I, as believers, even in the context of relationships, we have an advantage. But what is the problem? Mm, Talk about it. The problem is when we adhere to the voices of the world Mm. more than we adhere to the wisdom and counsel from the word of God. See, oh my god, when you listen to when you listen to trends and and when and when you and when you and when you simply are following the patterns of social media, oh that's what I gotta do now. Oh, this is the challenge I gotta do now. Oh, this is this is the way they twerking now. Oh, this is the way they, they this is the way they boo loving now. This oh this is how you when you follow the patterns of this age, you will always find yourself fluctuating, you will always find yourself unstable because the ways of the the world always change but the word of God remains the same so that is why you you will listen to us as young people we fly and sanctify but you when you hear our voice it will sound like old preaching it will sound like your mama and your grandmama why because we have an ancient word that's been passed down from generation to generation that has not changed and and when it's not diluted it still has the same power and impact so when you have, when you have uh, uh, worldly relationships or following the patterns of this age or, or fo- following uh, or modeling your relationship rather after what society says, then what happens is you will always run into a wall. You will always end up frustrated because there was always a divine design for relationships. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how you try to avoid it. It does not matter how you try, how much you try to run away from it. It does not matter how how progressive times are. The reality is, there has always been a divine design for relationships. In God's design, commitment is priority. In God's design, communication is priority. In God's design, conflict here it is. Conflict resolution is priority. In God's design, endurance is priority. In God's design, passion. Passion is priority in God's design. True unconditional love is priority. That's right. That's right. That's right. But it's easy to allow our soul and nothing wrong with emotions in fact we fall in love by emotion emotions is the the passion side of a relationship emotions are wonderful when they are regulated and when you're and when you know how to steward emotions but what happens is oftentimes instead of being spirit led we are emotion led soul led in the context of relationships and emotions are fickle You're up one day, you're down the next. And so you can say you love somebody one day, but if if you are not founded, if your foundation is not on a solid rock, then your relationship, when it's built on emotions and following the patterns of this age, you are building a relationship on a foundation of sand. You are trying to build a solid house with paper cards. It's a house of cards, baby. And as soon as the winds come, as soon as the challenge comes, as soon as sickness comes, as soon as financial crisis comes, I wish I had somebody that's married and you've been through some stuff in your relationship, yes. but because it's founded on a solid rock, right. your house will be able to stand.
0: That's
1: right. That's right. Somebody, let go. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: You're teaching good, babe.
1: <laughs> Praise the Lord. I
0: want to add on to what you're saying by providing us a bit of tangible and relevant context, because some people are probably like, "Okay, I'm hearing this. I've heard some of this before, but..." Pastor Fran, somebody say, Pastor Fran, help me. Pastor Fran, help me. Because you all know I love to provide context, relevant context when it comes to numbers. So I want to help you guys out here uh, so that you guys would understand the severity or the gravity of the issue at hand today in America. So I'm going to throw some stats out to you. 44% right now of Americans today are single, which is just not a bad thing. 44% Forty-four percent of singles are. I'm sorry are to sing- interrupt you, baby. Ahead, I want to
1: pause this uh, broadcast. If you are single, go ahead, shout it out in the comments. Yes. Let somebody know. Go ahead. Yes. Don't be.
0: Don't be afraid to put.
1: Just be like, I'm single and I'm proud. Yes. Fellas, men of God. <laughs> men of men of God. Men of God. Pay attention. Pay attention to the comments. Men of God. Here I say, men, men of God. Of God. Men of God. Men of God. Uh, pay attention to the comments. And women of God. Women. Pay attention to that, pay attention. <laughs> Listen, that's worked for me in the, in the past. That's worked yeah. for me. <laughs> people see, people see. Pass, like, pass the point, people together, go.
0: But 44% of Americans today are single. What I really want to get at is how those singles currently feel. Because 27% of them aren't sure that they ever want to get married while 14% of them have no interest in marriage at all. That means that of the 44%, only 3% have hope in marriage. The age in which we are living in, the structure of marriage, what people have seen in marriage has gotten them to a point where they are just so disillusioned by the idea and the concept of marriage that people don't even want to consider it anymore. And that is a problem. Because from the beginning, God designed marriage with purpose and it was always intended that men and women would marry. Now, divorce rates. I know that a lot of you guys have heard the the statistic, 50% of marriages and divorce. I need y'all to, I'm coming down with a a hammer because I am a sociologist. I hate bad statistics. It is not 50%, so get that out of your vocabulary, all right? (laughs) So I'm going to give you guys some real hard numbers here, all right? So 42% of marriages in the U.S., first marriages in the U.S., are ending in divorce. That is up 3% from what it was about a decade ago. So yes, the numbers are going up, but we're at about 42% right now. 60% 60% of second marriages end in divorce. And 73% of third marriages end in divorce. So in the, uh, let, me, let me break this down a little bit further to you. In the United States, there is a divorce that is taking place every 36 seconds. That's nearly 2,400 divorces per day 16,800 divorces per week, 876,000 divorces per year. On top of that, let's talk about infidelity because we talked about God's design. One of the first things is commitment. The infidelity rate in the US of A, most people think that the ones when we talk about infidelity, it's mostly about men. But can I tell you that women are being as unfaithful at the same rate that men are? Today in America, 57% of men admit to having cheated on their partner at one point. 54% of women admit to having cheated on their partner at one point. Only 31% of marriages overcome infidelity. Now let's go into statistics in the church because the idea would be that as believers we're doing better. But can I tell you that oftentimes we're actually doing worse? Christians are not faring that well. Committed believers. Now, this is this is a statistic. I want you guys to grasp this. If you are single and you are taking notes. I need you to take notes on this. Get your pen out, get your paper out, whatever you gotta do, take. Committed believers who actively serve, who give, who attend church regularly, who pray and read the word, decrease their likelihood of divorce by 93%. I'm gonna repeat that. I'm gonna repeat that for the people in the back that you didn't hear me and that you're probably with somebody who does not meet these qualities. Committed believers, practicing believers, not nominal Christians. We're not talking about people who just say that they're believers but they don't practice the word of God. Studies have shown committed believers who show these characteristics. They serve in ministry, they give to the ministry, they attend church regularly, they pray and they read the word of God. Those people decrease the likelihood of divorce by 93%. When we go on to talk about nominal Christians, so those who simply just call themselves Christians, listen to this statistic. They are 20% more likely than the general public to end up in divorce. That number is actually, that number is, 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 is not shocking. I'm gonna repeat it because I think some people miss this. If you call yourself a Christian, but you're not serving, you're not giving, you're not attending services regularly, you're not praying, you're not seeking, the, you're not digging into the word of God, you are 20% more likely than the average American who is not a believer to end up in divorce. And you know why? It's worse to claim to be something because you're living a front. It is worse to claim something while you're living a front. If you live a front with your faith, you will also live a front with your relationships. I'm gonna repeat that again. If you live a front with your faith, you are also living a front with your relationships. Why? Because from Genesis to Revelations, the entire book, baby, is about relationships. And so it is so vital and key that we get this relationship concept right. Because Christianity, our walk with Christ is all about relationships. And so if you're fronting this walk If you see somebody who calls themselves a believer but does not exemplify what the practices or the commitment of, of what committed believers are supposed to be doing, then you can already predict, I'm giving you the numbers, that going into relationship with those people who are not actually committed to their faith and just call themselves something, are not just fronting in their walk, but they're also going to front in the relationship that they have with you. So our biggest problem, just to repeat what you said to close us out, our biggest problem is that we fail to apply wisdom. We have the blueprint and we have the book, but we think that it's outdated. We think that it doesn't apply, that it's not relevant to the context in which we are living in today. And so that's what we believe, yet countless studies are showing us that applying biblical principles to our relationships has a strong positive correlation to success in marriage. So I think this is something that we need to really pay attention to. I'm just going to read you one quote from a study the mar- a marriage study that was done. And I love this because when they looked at variables, it didn't matter whether the couple was young or old, whether they were male, female, low income or not, lower high education levels. Those who said that they were committed and practicing believers, that means they exemplified those qualities that we talked about earlier, reported higher levels of commitment to their partners, higher levels of marital satisfaction less thinking and talking about divorce and lower n- levels of negative interaction there is something to be said about having biblical foundation when it comes to our relationships so this is something that the world has ignored for a very long time we, th- we look at the Word of God as outdated but can I tell you that if studies if the numbers are showing us that the facts are there if we were applying these biblical principles then these numbers wouldn't be the numbers that they are today. And so what I'm hoping to see, my prayer is starting with Hope Center,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that we are going to change the narrative of these yeah. statistics. Yeah. Because if we are committed and practicing believers, these statistics should not apply to us. We should see these numbers going up in terms of successful, healthy marriages in our relationships.
1: Someone say, build my house, Lord. Build, build my house, Lord. On your word. On your word. Build my relationship.
0: Build my relationship.
1: On your word. On your word. On your truth. On your truth. In Jesus' name. In
0: Jesus' name.
1: There is a difference that was powerful. There is a difference between obviously, as we're mentioning, digging deep into this modern dating, if you will. And the reality is that within modern dating, uh, we assume that there are, will be several intimate romantic relationships in a person's life before marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and in modern dating, it's actually promoted and encouraged. Mm-hmm. It, 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 what, what is it? You got you to play in the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where say, you got a tr- test drive, and then when you're talking to that person, yeah. you're like, "You know what? that makes sense. Test drive the car, you know you don't buy a car without test drive. I'm like, so you're comparing yourself with a car, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so it is promoted and encouraged, by, but biblical dating has the goal of becoming physically, emotionally intimate with one person. That's that wow. is. Your spouse. So here it is. Can I set you free because somebody's been, somebody's been praying and saying, is this the one? Or is it Listen, I, I, you, man of God, you've been praying. You're saying she the one. Listen, I want to free you today. Mm. If there's more benefits than there are sacrifices, mm. then you might have, you might have to do some praying. Right. Because if that person is getting more benefits out of you. Mm. Then they are showing in commitment and in sacrifice. You have to reevaluate. Right. If the relationship is more about convenience mm. than it is about commitment, right. then you've got to be set free from that relationship. Because let me tell you, in modern dating, the goal is let me let me see let me see how everything works. Let me see, <laughs> let me see, let me see if I enjoy it. She got to know what I like. No, baby, devil is a liar. That's right. That's right. You got to commit. Come on. You gotta commit before you get benefits to, to no 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 ain't nothing free. You've been given, you been given all the benefits for free for far too long. That's why it's this relationship here, that relationship there, that person has a memory of what they did with you here, that person has a memory of what they did that one day with you there, and you're scattered all over the place, and you're giving up the benefits without commitment and sacrifice. You've gotta get, oh, I feel like preaching now. You gotta get to a place, woman of God and man of God, where you say, I need sacrifice and commitment before I just give myself emotionally, before I just give myself mentally, Before I just give myself physically, you got to show and prove I don't want just potential. Right,
0: that's right, that's right. Say that again. I don't want just potential.
1: 10 15 years. You know, when you're in a relationship and you're in the wrong relationship, it's not you that, it's not only you that suffers, it's everybody else around you. Because, boy, every time you come around with them, they're like, oh. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, how you doing? Praise the Lord. How's everything? They're like, we good, we fine, and you looking like Lord Jesus. We know you ain't. Oh no, God. you ain't. Yes. We blessed. <laughs> you just called me at three in the morning. Which you
0: just... Yep. Yep. yep.
1: Hey. Uh, facts. that's good. That's true. That's true. And so, it, it's, you. You carry. You carry everybody with you on that journey. You've got to make up in your mind. You've got to make a decision. That's right. To say, no, 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 no. We, we, it's 10, 15 years. And you, you know, people are asking you, but, so, so, when are y'all gonna settle down? Uh Uh Uh, is she doing? Mm -hmm. What is he doing? I know. We always know. (laughs) By the way, we always know, right? Don't we? I know. know, know. But they got potential. Baby. No, we're not marrying potential over here.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need a resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a track record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to see medical reports. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, now. Receipts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <on. Come> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me move. It. <laughs> if there are more benefits, than there is sacrifice. If there's more convenience, then there is commitment, That's right. then you have to reevaluate. Here, here, is why, when you are in a relationship that is all about the feeling of it, all about potential, and, and they've been promising you the world, one, one day, here you are, woman of God, man of God, you serving, you, you know you've been called, you're anointed, you're appointed, and here you are looking at your significant other, and, 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 and their answer to you is one day, mm-hmm. one day, I I promise you, y'all argue, you threaten them. I'ma break up with you, and then they promise you the world. They come to church for two weeks straight. Hey. 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 Hey, man. Hey. Then what? Oh, it's, it's quiet on the chat. Hey, Someone say fire. We, fire? we hit the chat hard. <laughs> and, so, and so, and we know, but but, but, but they got potential. What happens is when you try to build a house on simply potential mm-hmm. and not a solid, solid foundation, mm-hmm. you will end up in guilt, shame, and condemnation. Mm-hmm. When you scatter who you are mm-hmm. all over the place, when you create ties mm-hmm. in the realm of your mind, will, intellect, and emotion, what happens is you will end up in, in guilt, shame, and condemnation. So it is important for you to understand that you were not purposed. Your relationships were not meant to be in a place of guilt, shame and condemnation. The scripture says, therefore, there is no condemnation That's right. for those who are in Christ Jesus That's and right. relationships in Christ Jesus. If your relationship is causing more guilt, shame. In condemnation, Ooh,
0: that's so good.
1: you got to get set free that's right. because there is no oh. condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and relationships in Christ Jesus will not lead you to guilt, shame, and condemnation. That's right, that's so good. So we've got to reevaluate. Let me quiet down because I know.
0: That's so good though. I hope, are we helping y'all? Can somebody put on the chat? If you're receiving today, let us know on the chat that you're receiving today. We already, we gave you guys a disclaimer in the beginning, but I promise you this is all being said in love to help you. You're You're gonna thank us 25 years later. Amen. Now, another thing too here is that Modern dating tends to lean on this concept of egalitarian, which pretty much means that there's no difference between the man and the woman. There's no difference in uh, their, their design or their DNA. But can I tell you that biblical, dating or biblical relationships are, are leaning more on the concept of complementarian, which means that God created men and women to have specific, unique, distinguished roles, capabilities, and strengths. And so while, I do wanna break this down because while in Genesis uh, chapters one through three, we do see that God created man in his image and in his likeness. He created both of them in his image and in his likeness. So yes, they are both created in the image and the likeness of God. However, he still assigned specific roles to each one. Adam had his role, Eve had her role. The beautiful thing about this is that while they were both created in the likeness and the image of God, God gave them an assignment, the same assignment, but they needed to work as a team. They complemented each other in order to fulfill the assignment. God said, Go forth, subdue the earth, multiply, be fruitful and multiply. He said this to Adam and to Eve. Now, Eve carried the ability to multiply, but she could not do it without Adam's seed. That is where they complemented each other. He could not subdue the earth. He could not fill it on his own, which is why God said it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a suitable helper he didn't say i will make him another person just like him he said i am going to make him a suitable helper that means somebody that might be in his likeness but at the same time is going to have a strength or an ability that he does not have so can i tell you I want to big up our men for a little bit because I think Amen. we oftentimes you know just wait for Father's Day to celebrate men but I want to talk to men today and tell you all what is God's design for you men were created to be explorers you are explorative every man is, is on a mission he's on a quest in life it, his ability to discover who he is is through doing it's through action it's through work so men pour themselves into that they are determined determined to deliver, whether it's to sustain, it's to protect, it's to provide security. They are determined creatures and they find their identity and their position in their ability to protect and take care of that which is theirs. They have a need to know what is next. So a man is like, okay, we're, we're done with this mission, what's the next thing? They're not here, we just had a conversation, why are we still going around the bush about the same thing? Can we move on to the next subject? This is done. Let's Stop fighting about it. Let's stop crying about it. Let's just move on. With the woman, on the other hand, because we're more emotional, we tend to want to sit and keep talking and cry and keep repeating how we feel because we are emotional creatures, wh- whereas men are doers. They just want to do and be done with it. So you guys are always on a mission. You are opportunistic, men see moments and they wanna take advantage of the moment. They want to grab every opportunity they possibly can in order to fulfill the mission or the vision. This is actually why innately men have the characteristic of leadership, they are visionaries, because they can look at something and say there's opportunity there. And so while other people may not able to see it a man has the ability to say I see this turning into something else I see this business going here I see a gap here in which I can fill and be able to provide for my family so men innately are opportunists which makes them leaders men also have uh, this this um, innate quality to be risk takers women usually are a little bit more calculated you know we want to stay where it's comfortable but men you guys are willing to take risks I'm I'm all in it's all or nothing baby let's let's go you guys take chances you seize the moment you seize opportunities it's a fundamental aspect of the male character you are initiators men are initiators that means that they don't just sit and have conversations about what are we going to do, what are we going to do, what are we going to do, what are we going to do. They don't go around the bush. They are initiators. It's part of God's design. So oftentimes as women, we can get frustrated because we want to sit on something, pray on something, continue to to sit, you know, marinate something while the man is already ready to make a decision. He's made it in his mind. He's made it in his heart. He's just ready to move forward. You all are initiators. Uh, You, you have, um, you're active and you're you're aggressive we always you know I think moms who have boys know that their boys oftentimes I hear all moms who I have three girls right so I, I can't speak to this but to the moms who have boys tell me all the time my boys are lit they are off the chain they're hyper they're active they're this they're that because men have this um the testosterone levels that you all have just give you this it, it gives you aggression and there's a constant need for activity so you can't just sit still doing nothing right you you have to to get your hands on something men are competitive and they are dominant creatures so they have they have this innate desire to prove that they are everything they say that they are or everything that people believe that they are so this is these are great characteristics of men can
1: we give it up for the true men of God come on let's give it up
0: I should say men of God let's
1: give it up for the true men of God right there where you are we shout you out today we celebrate you yes and we acknowledge you we
0: do and now can I go in on the women in a positive way
1: yeah they were feeling left out they were (laughs) saying
0: because a a lot of the (laughs) a lot of the characteristics that I mentioned about men are outward tendencies, they're doers, right? Women have a way of finding fulfillment inwardly, we are being like our 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 ability is to be versus to do. So while men our are, are doers, we find fulfillment and destiny within us. It's no coincidence. That's why we carry the ability to multiply. Because I have my fulfillment is knowing if if I see a world that is hopeless, within me I have the ability to produce leadership that is going to change the course of this journey generation. And so while it may not be on the outward that you're seeing it inside, I am confident that there is destiny and purpose on the inside of me. So women have this ability to be confident within themselves. They don't have to do to prove we just are because of what we carry. Now, the value for us, we value intimacy more than we value action. So for us, relationship and connection is important. You know, while men can be isolated and go off and do their own thing. They don't mind just sitting on a couch, watching a movie on their own. You know, the woman is like, babe, can you spend time with me? Like, can we talk? Can we, you know, maybe cuddle, do something? Women just, we need connection. So we are emotional beings. We need to, we're we're wired to connect. But now that being said, we tend to be more wise and selective with our relationships. While men can, you know, kind of be associates with everyone, women kind of, they just got their eye on everybody like this.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's good. That's good.
0: So we're kind and we're cordial, but we have a sixth sense. We have an ability to see what other men are not able to see. I can't tell you the countless times that my husband has, you know, had interactions with people, conversations with people, and then he sees me in the corner all quiet and he's like, "Babe, you kind of quiet. Like, are you not feeling this person?" I'm just like, "I mean, I don't know there's just something it's just some, it's you know and then sometimes but what is it I don't know there's just this there's just this gut innate feeling There's something I read, and I don't know what it is, but it's my sixth sense that's telling me. Because I have an ability as a woman to to be selective when it comes to relationships. So we don't just give relationship to anybody. We seek security. So while, yes, women nowadays, with the liberation movement, women are all like, you know freedom and women independence and I'm Miss independent the reality is that we still have an innate desire to feel secure to have stability to have somebody be a provider it would be easy for us to submit if we had men with leadership and vision it would be easy for me to say yes baby i'm going to follow where you go if you're focused and you are determined but the way in which our culture is currently set up has pushed women to a place in which we are having to find leadership, vision, stability, and security by our own doing. But that was not God's design. That was not his intent. And so today you have women who are who are becoming intimidators of men. And that was never God's design, but it is because of the lack of godly men. But. I I, I'm not just going. I'm not just going in because there's a lack of godly women too. So it goes both ways. But we have an innate ability, uh, an innate desire to feel secure. Uh, we care for people. Women have um, this ability to be moved to compassion. We don't even have to know you, you know. But we're more, we're more willing to open our checkbook. We're more willing to say, "Babe, please, like, let's." Can we just? is there anything we can give to this family versus men who, are, who who tend to you know work and be more tied to their money but that's why you have a suitable helper because the women we are the ones who help you to release the hand so that God's favor you're saying and a lot. blessing are you,
1: are you all are you all taking notes I just need to no. know <laughs> I just want to know in the chat I need to know in the room I, I, this is a, there's a lot you're taking uh-huh. notes so okay. the woman
0: is the one who comes and helps the man release his hand so that God Favor can fall upon the house. That is why Proverbs says, "And when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord." Because can I tell you, men? There are some keys you will never be able to have until you have the right woman by your side to help you attain them. There are some. Amen. Let me just say. (laughs) and this is the last part here because women have an innate soft power we are powerful creatures and so while we might look meek and humble, there is something on the inside of us that has the ability to shape humanity. And so when we walk into a room, depending on how we are dressed, how we how we are poised, how confident we are, we have the ability to stop every man in his tracks and have them turn in our direction. We have the ability to talk to men in a way where another man might be trying to get a point across, but bring the right woman to the table. And she has an ability to soothe that man over and have him, baby, just just tell me what you want. Just, just tell me what you want. Whatever you want, I'll get I it for you. I think the
1: men of God that are married, can we just take <laughs> 30 seconds to praise God for our wives, our women of God. Where would we be? Where would we be? Yes. My goodness, thank God.
0: So I will just say, <laughs> I will just say, When you find men, when you find yourself a godly woman, there is going to be an outpour of favor on your home. And that's why it's so important for us as women to cherish and protect everything that we have because we carry favor on the inside of us. Our DNA, our physique, God designed to even match what happens in the spiritual realm. And so when a man cleaves to his wife, he is able to produce legacy and purpose. So when a man marries a godly woman, he is cleaving to the key that will unlock his favor. So make sure godly woman that you are saving yourself for the godly man. And godly men, make sure you're not playing around. Find yourself, not somebody who's just gonna look good on your arm. Find yourself who's going to give you the key to favor. Hey. Hallelujah, hey! Was that good, babe? That was Holy Spirit inspired, cause I wasn't even in my notes.
1: Lift your hand, may the Lord bless you, the Lord <laughs> uh, we'll doing benediction. My God. Modern, are you all enjoying this? I'm being blessed. Modern dating assumes that what I do, who I date as an adult is entirely up to me
0: mm.
1: and is a private matter. I don't need anybody in my business. I don't need, I don't need to let anybody know anything. This is me. Mm. Biblical relationship and dating, if you want to call it that, assumes the context of spiritual accountability.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. Break that down. The failure I've seen in many relationships, particularly amongst young people, is that when they start pursuing a relationship, because there are already red flags in your spirit, Mm. but yet your heart is telling you continue to pursue, What that drives you to is isolation
0: mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's good. That's good. and
1: isolation will always produce deprivation and frustration. Go,
0: go, go. That's good.
1: Isolation will always lead to deprivation. Deprivation of what? Deprivation of life, mm. deprivation of counsel, mm. deprivation of wisdom, mm. deprivation of support and affirmation and prayer and whatever is deprived will eventually die. So it is very critical for those who are pursuing a relationship. You have to seek counsel and wisdom. The book of Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14 says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs, let's just reiterating and reemphasizing this point proverbs chapter 15 verse 22 without counsel plans go ari this is the new king james but in the multitude of counselors they are established proverbs chapter 24 verse 6 in the new king james for by wise counsel you will wage your own war and in a multitude of counselors there is safety mm. so when you have accountability it's not for micromanaging it's for covering
0: that's right That's right, that's That's right.
1: The only way that we've been able to make it this far it's because we've had praying mothers. Right. I wish I had somebody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We've had leaders, yeah, we've right. had spiritual parents. I would be lying to you. You know that people proud. I did this on my own. We built this on our own. No, baby. Listen, I'ma be totally honest. We did there have been days where we wanted to give up too. There were days we wanted to throw in the towel too. There were days we threw dishes. Can I keep it real? There were days we slammed doors too. But somebody was able to say, I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm here for you. God did not bring you together for you to give up now God's hand is on your life so right there if you're in isolation I'm letting you know it will leave you in deprivation but in a multitude of counsel there is safety and protection baby run to your counsel run to the people of God that He's placed in your path there is somebody in your path you need to lean into the wisdom in modern day gonna we're gonna figure it out on our own. Surely there's a YouTube tutorial about it. You let everybody that don't know you and your relationship speak into you. Versus the godly spirit-filled people that are that have been right there with you. They've been telling you the same thing, and then a stranger comes tell you the exact same thing. It's all of a sudden you got a revelation.
0: Mm. (laughs) You've
1: had the answer all along. That's
0: right. That's right. That's right.
1: But what you fail to acknowledge, Mm. you fail to honor. What you fail to honor, you lose gratitude for. What you lose gratitude for, you will always end up losing. So you will miss the answer of godly counsel. So you need to be within, within the covering of wise counsel. Go ahead, baby. Take, take, take this thing over, man. I'm, I'm.
0: Can I just, can I just, uh, take a moment to thank the Lord for the wise counsel that is in this house yes. Hallelujah! because we have pastors and leaders in place that pour out wise counsel. And I pray, my prayer is that you would honor your pastors and that you would honor your leaders who are pouring out wise counsel daily to help deliver you from making the same mistakes that we have made. So honor, honor the wise counsel that you have in your house. Now, as we get ready to close this thing out, my last point here is that Modern dating has a self-centered approach. It all is about the assumption that the relationship I am in needs to meet all of my needs and my desires. Whereas when we look at biblical dating and biblical approach to relationships. It's a completely different perspective. It's all about having the end goal. If you're in a relationship or you're you're getting into a relationship, you're dating somebody, the end goal is always marriage. It's never testing the waters. It's the end goal is if I am entering something, it's because I'm committed with the end goal to marriage. And listen to this, for the purpose of ministry and service and bringing glory to God's name it is not marriage is not self-fulfillment marriage is fulfilling purpose and bringing glory to God's name so modern give it up to God modern dating is all about I'm gonna find the right person for me I'm going to find the person who who makes me feel good, who gives me all the feels, who who, you know, who knows how to rub my feet the right way and 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 do all of the right things in the right places. And I'm going to look for the person who knows how to cook the way that I want them to cook and this and that and whatever and who's going to clean up after me and do do everything mama used to do for me. I want somebody that's just like that. But can I tell you that when we look at the biblical examples of marriage. It is about serving one another. So it's not about I'm going to find the right person for me. Biblical relationships, it's I am going to become the right person for someone. Two completely different perspectives. So I'm not here looking while I'm not doing anything on, you know, on myself, not doing any work on myself. I'm not. No, I am focused on Am, if i were to meet me right now would i be in a relationship with myself <laughs> because if i still look cash in at, the Pastor mirror <laughs> Fred? where you give
1: me your, i'm about to i'm about to send you offer praise cash the Lord. Is that?
0: <laughs> if i were to look at myself if i still look at myself in the mirror and there are still things i'm i'm and, and again i want to be clear here this is not about perfection yeah. it's about progress It's not about perfection. So we're not looking for perfect people, but we are looking for people that are progressing constantly because you should not be the same person this year that you were last year. Matter of fact, you shouldn't be the same person this month that you were three months ago. There has to be constant progress. And so the idea here is that I am going to do the work on myself so that every day I look in the mirror, I am seeing less of me and more of Him. Because then when the right person comes along, the anointing that is on me, what God has deposited on the inside of me, should repel anything that is not from Him, and should attract every good and perfect thing that is coming from above. The Christ in me is what leads me in relationship. It's not my mind. It's not the butterflies that I feel. It's all about the Christ that is on the inside of me. That is the, that is the thing that pulls and that leads relationship. So if we had a society that was more focused on becoming than on finding, we would have marriages that are much more successful and fruitful because it's not about finding somebody who is going to be the perfect fit for me it's about becoming somebody who is going to be the best servant to someone else and so when you have two people who are committed in relationship and enter relationship with the purpose of how can i serve you how can i What can I do to ensure that everything that God has placed on the inside of you is being unlocked? Even if that means that there's going to be times I'm going to be doing things I may not want to do. Even if that means that oftentimes you get to go out while I stay with the kids. Even if that means that sometimes you're on the late night calls when we could have been having a date together. Even if that means that Oftentimes, we're staying up late at night to be able to pour into people. This is ministry. This is purpose. This is fulfilling God's will, design, and purpose for our lives. And this is the marriage that brings honor and glory to his name. Because let me tell you, the more that we have poured ourselves out to him and in service to each other, the more people have looked at us and said, I want what you have. And it's not, it has not come because we've said, let me find the person who's the best fit for me. It's come because we've said, God, help me become the best person for my spouse. Whatever that looks like, whatever that cost might be, I want to make sure that I am the best person for my spouse and so I my desire and my hope today is if you are single that you begin to pray God am I in a place that if you were to present the man of God if you were to walk into the room or the woman of God if she were to walk into the room will they see enough of Christ in me to stop and turn in my direction or would I miss my moment because I've wasted so much time finding versus becoming. And then if you are in a relationship, if you're already married, my desire is that you would begin to ask yourself, evaluate your marriage over the last years. Has this marriage been more about fulfilling my desires than it has been about serving my spouse? Because oftentimes the strife the stress, the overwhelmingness of marriage is because we don't remember that we are a team and we're here to uplift one another and when one person wins, we all win. Yeah, so when we get to a place where we say, you know what, I'm here to serve, you might just be, wi- you might just be able to win that person's heart that's over right. again right. because all of a sudden they're seeing a change in you to serve. How can you not want to serve somebody who serves you? When my husband serves me, I'm like I, I'm affirming him. <laughs> yeah, babe, I loved how you did that today. I mean, the way you took care of the girls, you let me go out to get my nails, babe, thank you so much. He's looking at me like, oh, so, so you gonna serve me tonight? So what are we doing tonight? What are we doing, what are we doing? That's what I wanna know. And, and, and let me tell you, and here's the truth, I'm gonna be straight up honest, I am more willing because he has served me. My desire now is to serve him. But when I've had a hard day, when all I'm doing is cooking, cleaning, taking care oh, no. of the kids. It started then,
1: good, now she's gonna she then, gonna kill me now.
0: Then he come home he's like, so babe, tonight we gonna have a day. No, tonight I'm gonna sleep. Tonight we gonna sleep. Yeah. Okay, but the idea is getting to a place where you understand that marriage, relationship, is about serving one another and that can change the whole narrative of the story of marriages that we see in society today. There has
1: there's been nothing more fulfilling for us than to be able to serve God together. We have had opportunities to look for ways to serve ourselves and self-gain and opportunities and things that have come our way. And we've always chosen to serve God together. And there were moments where, there have been many moments where we've, we have felt that in doing this, in sacrificing our lives and our marriage to serve the Lord, that we will lose ourselves But what we've realized is that we've actually found ourselves.
0: That's so true. And so powerful.
1: And there is nothing that has enabled us or helped us to fulfill Ephesians chapter 5 where it talks about mutual submission Mm -hmm. than just simply making ourselves available as individuals to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That mutual submission is, is difficult when when individually you're not submitting and yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's right. But when a man loves his wife like Christ loved the church to the point of death, it's very easy for wives to submit to the husbands. Because as we are submitting and serving the Lord Jesus, it makes it easy for us to serve each other in mutual submission. The goal And if i could have somebody just help me here just move this here to the side the goal and god's desire was always pass me the the goal was always marriage not just not just testing the waters not just let's see if this works I've never, I never seen this, just up to me and then you'll go down. I've never seen marriage work and I'm hearing this, Pastor Sergio, Pastor Friend. this is all new to me. Let me tell you the goal in Godly relationships was always marriage. For this reason, the book of Genesis says. A man should leave his mother and father to cleave and become one. In modern day, it's, let's see how this goes. But in God's design, it was, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to commit because I only have one life to live. And i want to live it honoring the lord jesus i want to i want to do it with the person that's going to honor the call over my life see see jesus re-emphasized that when he also said for this reason a man should leave so it was always commitment said if you left your parents covering it's to enter the covenant and the commitment of marriage you leave from one covering to the next but there's commitment it's becoming one that's why this matter we're talking about is so serious. And I know the world is playing around with it. But we'll be the voices in the wilderness crying out, let's continue to live our standards. Let's, let's not lose our biblical lens and perspective. Even hopes and a family, this is my cry, even if it's just us. Can we be a young generation here in the DC metro area that will still lift up a banner Of standard and say for God I live and even in my relationship for God we will live and for God we will die for this reason we will leave our mother and our father to become one see we listen to the to the conferences and the messages and we listen to the to the preachings and you'll hear us and we're here you'll hear us talk about this concept of 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 being joined together and being one but can i can i show you can i depict this thing the reason why we are emphasizing this thing is because we want you to realize the power when you're with the person that God has called you to be. When you're with the person God has called you to be, they'll affirm you in your call. They'll affirm you in your identity. When it's time to worship, here it is, they'll worship along with you. As opposed to somebody that's not assigned to you, that's not meant for you, here you are trying to worship, and they're weighing you down, and you're trying to figure out, why can't I worship? Why can't I pray? Why can't I serve? Why can't I give myself to the Lord it's because you're tied and you're bound to somebody that's unequally yoked to you so you're trying to go one way and this person's going the other way and you're trying that's right. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: but there's a fight yes why do we want to drive this message home because when you're with the person that is assigned to your life because let me tell you god will assign somebody to your life but in the same way god will assign somebody the devil will assign the wrong one
0: say that again to try to distract
1: you but they make me feel good i want to go in this direction they're going in another direction baby So when it's time to warfare, you're trying to fight spiritual battles but you can't do it with the person right next to you because they're going in a different direction but when you're with somebody that's called to you, thank God for my wife and thank God for biblical perspective, foundation and principles because when I've been in the battlefield, I can count on my wife to walk with me and to fight in the battle with me. When I've had to pray I can count on my wife because we're bound together. We can pray together. We can worship together. We can serve God together. She's in my corner because she's the person that's aligned and assigned to my life right. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to I'm trying to worship but this person God is calling me and there's a pull to go this way right
0: now not yet we're not ready
1: there's a vision, there's a call, there's a purpose, there's an assignment. Nope.
0: I'm not in it with you. Oh, that's so
1: good. Can I tell you, you've been in this place for far too long. You've been in this place for far too long. You need to cut. You need to cut some ties. You need to sever some things. You need to sever simply potential. You need to sever simply talking about it. Right. You need to sever simply one day. One day, baby. There's somebody that will be in your corner. There's someone right. when you're down they'll lift you up. Yeah. There's someone that when you're good, you're bad, the ugly, that will sharpen you as iron sharpens iron. There is somebody that is assigned to you that won't leave you and won't let you go. But. When Affirm you in your call and in your purpose, but we've got to do this together, baby. You got to make up in your mind as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my fiance, we will serve the Lord. Come on. Oh, baby, come on, flow. I'm feeling this.
0: <laughs> I feel like you said it all. My God, if there is one thing that I am appreciative for when it comes to what God has done in our lives, it is to know that in my moments of weakness, I want to paint the picture. The moments in which I have been at my lowest and I've wanted to give up because I am joined to the right person. I might look like this and be in a position of what looks to be surrender. But because I'm joined to the right person, he can worship through this. I might feel weak and tell him, babe, I can't keep going. But he says, that's okay, I can carry us. I can carry us. And so he lifts his hands and as he lifts his hands, I find the strength to lift mine, even when I'm in a position like this. And so he pulls me up when I'm in those moments. And we've also had moments where he's been the one to say, I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can continue to do this. And I've had to be the one to say, babe, it's okay. We're gonna worship our way through this one. We're going to pray our way through this one. We're doing it together. And you have an opportunity today. You have an incredible opportunity today. Whether you're not in a relationship, you're single and you're praying about a relationship, or you already are in one. You have an opportunity to align yourself to what God has designed and purposed for you. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves unequally yoked, it's not because this is a bad person. They're just not the person that's assigned to me. And that's okay. Yes. I have to be willing to walk away. Yes. They are they could be great. Can I can I be real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before I met Pastor Sergio, yes, there were great guys. They can be great. They could do all the right things. They could pray. I'm going somewhere though, babe. Hold on. Pray, worship, whatever the case might be. But when it came, but when it came to the purpose and the assignment for my life, God was calling them in that direction. It's not that they weren't God-fearing men, but God was just calling them in that direction. And he was calling me in this one. And so I found myself in constant tension because I'm feeling God is calling me here, but he's feeling God is calling him there. So then we had to come to a place where we come back together and say, it's, it's, there's nothing against you. This is still a good person, but you're, you're going to be great, the best for someone else. It's just, not, it's just not me. And so as I began to continue to seek God and my focus was upward, I like to depict this as a triangle, my focus was going upward. Pastor Sergio on the other side's focus was also going upward. And as we both begin to seek God and pray and build, we found ourselves finding each other, just in time to fulfill the mission that God had assigned for our lives.
1: You know there are people. You know, and, I, and by the way, I feel a way because you're wearing these heels. You are not this tall. You know, I'm you want already. You to take sh- them off? I'm already short. You, you, wearing them heels. I mean. Hey, listen. I love you. Baby. You're here. But I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody in the church for me. I got to look, I got to look elsewhere because in the ch- they're not there in the church. It's perhaps they're there, but your pool
0: mm-hmm.
1: is still tied to. Hey. Mm-hmm. And the, the only thing that kept you in this relationship wasn't something real. It was just a memory of mm-hmm. what was.
0: Mm-hmm. The potential of what could be
1: but nothing to offer in the present or in the future. Wow. And we hold on to simply memories. And we say, I can't, I don't find, I, didn't, I don't see anybody. I can't find it. It's because you're being pulled to look. There are chains that are breaking today.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: There are chains that are breaking today because God is raising up couples in this hour. I prophesied that it won't just be the man. Thank God for the powerful men of God, but I see powerful women of God rising up in this hour. That are saying, I'm not gonna be in the background. I'm not gonna stay behind, but we're gonna be side by side together. We're gonna face life together. We're in this thing together. When things are bad, we're gonna gonna push on. We're gonna endure whatever comes together. We're gonna make up. We're gonna forgive. We're not gonna sleep, listen to me. Uh, You're not gonna sleep on the couch, no, baby. We might be a little upset, but we're gonna be right in the same bed. We're gonna make up. We're gonna wake up together. We're gonna face life together. We did not come this far to give up now. God did not bring us together to separate. I'm speaking to marriages in this hour and I'm prophesying that you will not see divorce in the name of Jesus. Man, I wish I had a studio audience up in this place. that's tried to distract you. Yes, yes. Amen. I break whatever's been trying to break up your marriage. I bind that temptation and that distraction. Today, in the name of Jesus, I break as a man of God every attack of the enemy, every arrow against your home, against your marriage, against your relationship. Every satanic operation that has tried to come against your divine relationship your godly relationship there is a restoration that's happening even now i speak divine restoration you will not do it alone your spouse will come with you those who are married you're saying you're saying i'm married now i don't have the chance to just walk out now pastor i want to let you know that my god is doing a restorative work right now hey, my god is able to do it in the name of Jesus I break every tie of every relationship that has been assigned from the pit of hell they look good but they're from the pit of hell that relationship is meant to distract you that relationship is meant to divert you out of your place of prophetic destiny out of your place of assignment and of your calling they look good they make you feel good but they're not assigned to you. I break now. I break now every relationship that is not ordained and established by the Lord. I cause your heart to return back to the heart of the Father. That that your heart in this season, will be so caught up in the heart of god your heart in this season will be so caught up in prayer and in worship and in serving the lord that the only way that somebody is able to grab a hold of your heart is by also praying is by also worshiping is by also serving this is your time to rise up and honor the lord god almighty hallelujah in your relationship In the name of Jesus, as the Lord has brought my wife and I together, I speak this same grace over those that are watching now. I scatter, I destroy every plan of the enemy to send Mr or miss right now, but not the right one. I destroy the plans of the enemy. There is a healing taking place right now. For I'm seeing in the realm of the spirit that the reason why you're saying, I, I, it never works out for me because I keep going to the same type. It's because there has been a tie and, and bondage over your life, but that bondage is breaking now. That trauma that was caused to you in your childhood, I speak and declare the healing of my God being released upon your mind and in your heart right now, that your heart will be healed to the point where you will not return back, to those same kind of relationships that leave you in guilt, shame, and condemnation. In the name of Jesus, I come against every bit of trauma that has affected your mind and your heart, that has perverted and distorted your mind and your heart. And I cause now the grace, the power, and the healing hand of my God to come upon you in the name of Jesus. May there be a restoration of your mind. May there be a restoration of your heart. May there be a restoration in your spirit spirit and may you go after that which God has called you to do in the mighty name of Jesus